This is Brock and Salk. Brock Ewart is my hero. James Euler just punched me in the kidney. Powered through the Alaska Airlines studio. On Seattle Sports. We're going to do you on the internet. Don't really work that way, Sherm. This is a show that has my name on it. It kind of does, though. Now, here are your hosts, Brock Ewart and Mike Salk. Hello! All right, we roll along here. Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710salesports.com. Get back to some baseball talk in 30 minutes as we will get to know some of the newer Mariners who you may not uh, be as familiar with. I enjoyed with. the exercise, by the way. Yeah, me too. I did. It I was, did two extra players since you I did. couldn't read well, the directions. Well, now you know them, well. so yeah, you, no. you were you actually some of your... I know, and I felt bad because the whole thing was we weren't going to cheat, and now right. I kind of feel like I have cheated a little yeah, bit, but okay. I tried to forget everything I learned last yeah. night to, to help me mm-hmm. out with that. A couple of mock drafts, Brock, before we do that, uh, that came out within the last couple of days. Daniel Jeremiah has the Seahawks taking Byron Murphy at number 16. Who is Byron Murphy? The corner? The old uh, Husky? Not that Byron Murphy. Oh, not that Byron Murphy. Oh, the 6'1 freak that uh, Bruce Feldman, my buddy over there at uh, at Fox, and writes at The Athletic, puts together his freaks list every year of just the guys that, uh, and he's so connected to all the strength coaches all across the country, Salk, that are putting up numbers that are just different than everybody else. And Byron Murphy is on that list. 6'1", 300 pounds, uh, just a muscle ball. I mean, an absolute... Not quite Aaron Donald, a little heavier, a little rounder than Aaron Donald. But when you think of Aaron Donald at 6'1", 285, mm-hmm. just like, I mean, how do you have no body fat? How are you that ripped at that size? Um, Byron, not quite to that extent because he's a little bit heavier. But at this combine next week, and those guys will all arrive in Indianapolis on Monday and have all their interviews and all their medicals. And I believe they'll get on the field Thursday with the D lineman, maybe first even. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, he's going to just like, how is that humanly possible? So superhuman strength. I would say, having had Texas three times last year, a couple times a year before, not overly, not overwhelmed. A little bit, honestly. Do you know who I would comp him to to some degree? And he's shorter. He's about 6'1". So he's not just a Matabuike at 6'3", 295. But I felt the same way about Matabuike when I had him at A&M. Like, you have these freakish talents. You run 4'8" as Matabuike did at the Combine, mm-hmm. but I'm not seeing that on the field. I don't see the dominance. I'd say kind of the same thing with Murphy was a rotate. You know, they rotated all their guys at Texas, and I never felt like I did when I watched Aaron Donald at Pitt. Like, this dude just total game wrecker. I mean, he just destroys you. You can't block him. You can't When I watch tape of him, he's unblockable. Like, 30 tackles for loss his senior year. Like, it all showed up, and that's why Matabuike was a third-round pick now, eventually, he's become a prominent free agent as he's realized that, you know, physical talent. I'd say the same with Murphy at 6'1", 300. Does that really fit into the war daddy, you know, huge mammoth defensive tackles that I think you need to and love to have in the scheme? So I'm not I'm not smelling and, and feeling that one quite as much. Mm, okay. Of the two tackles they have there, can you just remind me the difference between the two? Yeah, Devondre Sweat, um, that that was that D tackle and Byron Murphy. Yeah. Devondre Sweat is bigger than that door. He's bigger than Phil. Haynes. He's a real legitimate nose tackle. He is a real legitimate nose tackle. Yes, if there were teams all over the league playing a real legitimate three four, mm-hmm. and you had a Casey Hampton or a Ted Washington. That dude is it because he's going to weigh at the combine 365 pounds. Sheesh. And it's not a matter of like, well, he'd be better at 330. No, he wouldn't. He weighs 365. That's what he is. And is he a first round pick? Uh, Probably not. Second round pick? Probably. Okay. 
probably. He's I not mean, a third-round pick. I don't think he's a third-round pick. I'd be surprised if he falls that far. Now, he can't play like more than five plays in a row. So in the <laughs> UW game, you, I mean, he can't. <laughs> You try to wait. You try to play at three sixty-five. I, I can't. Legitimate, I can't imagine. Le- and legitimately try to play more than five plays in a row. Yeah. Can't do it. Okay. A little easier in the NFL because you you can get off the field after three or four plays. Sometimes harder in college with no huddle and tempo. And, right. And I mean, put on the Oklahoma film. Watch that game. He's just gasping. So he couldn't even get up. Like oh. he couldn't even. There was a play where <laughs> like they don't block him, and he oh. literally stares at the guys like, nope. Like house, like I, I'm not even going to try because I got no gas left in the like tank. Finch? So, Finch, yeah, very, very different guys. Yeah. Byron Murphy, six one, three hundred, ball of muscle. Okay. Tavondre, six four, three sixty five, enormous. Uh, the other mock draft uh, was Chad Reuters, which uh, also at NFL.com. Is it Reuter or Reuter? I never know how he pronounces his name. In any event, he has them trading back. So from sixteen to twenty two, trade with the, I believe the Eagles. Taking Jerzon Newton, who we've talked about. He's the yep. uh, defensive, defensive lineman out of, what, Illinois? Illinois, super twitchy, and, super productive. And then using the second-round pick they get out of that trade to select Michael Penix in the second yep. round. Yep. Kind of similar to uh, old Hawk Blogger. I just uh, saw a little tweet that he put out, and somewhat similar, but he actually trades a current-standing Seahawk player not named DK Metcalf. And this one kind of sparked my interest a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, back to Newton, just to answer it. Like, he is... The Aaron Donald. He was productive. You watched an Illinois game, and the dude just wrecked. And he wore a single digit, which always stands out for a defensive tackle. And if you do that, you better be a pretty dynamic dude. And he was. Now, again, a little bit undersized. Not the just mammoth, space-eating, free-up-my-linebackers kind of defensive tackles that play in this scheme. So... Um, you know, again, that will be that will be a watch. But old hot blogger, instead of DK Salk, mm-hmm. trades another current Seahawk player. And this one's intriguing because, and I kind of see where his mind is going a little bit because he had a super big step back after nearly winning defensive rookie of the year, his freshman year. You want to talk about a sophomore slump? It was that and more for Tariq Woolen. And some of the physical part of the game of coming up and tackling and coming up and being a presence and coming up and mm-hmm. showing that want to, like kind of the opposite of DK, quite honestly, where DK would lose his mind and just try to rip someone's head off, literally. Tariq was ducking and wouldn't put his head in there and wouldn't have some of that violence and some of that physical nature. And if you're a Mike McDonald and you're coming in and setting your tone like, hey, man, super skilled, go cover somewhere else because my guys need to come up and hit. So he actually has him being traded to the Titans and getting a couple third round picks. And so not a first, not a second, but really adding in the third rounds and into 2024 as well Mm -hmm. with some fifth and sixth rounders. So would Tariq Woolen be a guy? The only other guy outside of maybe DK that you could look at and say, okay. Yeah, I mean, you'd be selling kind of low, but that yep. might be worth it if he don't if you don't feel like he's a great fit. If for you what feel you like Mike Jackson is the kind of tackler I want. Yep. And I'm going to be able to draft and, and find, you know, another guy. And I've got in Devin Witherspoon, somebody I actually want to play at corner and not at nickel in my scheme or, you know, whatever way that Mike McDonald's going to start to to put this team into his eye and into his image. Could Woolen be a, a yeah, possibility? Yeah, I certainly don't hate that idea. Yeah, yeah, I'd be, I'd be certainly interested in that. So, Reuters had Penix in the second round. I think Hawk uh, Blogger took Penix in the second round. Yep. I was listening to my buddy Mark Schlereth yesterday, and you know where his evaluation of Michael Penix was? Fifth round. I'm not drafting him. <laughs> Come on, let somebody else draft him. Like legitimately now. Mark doesn't watch much college football and he does his tale of the telestrator or the tape and, and he watched one game. He watched only the national championship game. 
And he just came away watching that. And in his yeah. mind, is like, hey, Michigan's an NFL defense. This is what you're going to look like against an NFL defense. This is what it's going to look like when the pocket gets messy. This is what it's going to look like when he can't just throw, you know, to, to open guys and take these shots Out down the curiosity, field. Out of curiosity, where would he have drafted J.J. McCarthy? He would have been his highest of the Bo Nix, McCarthy, Penix. He would have taken him, <laughs> yeah, as a first-round guy just because, yeah, I've seen this guy play in an NFL system. I'm not seeing Bo and Penix play. And then I'm like, well, hold on a second, because actually Ryan Krupp's system now is an NFL system. And uh, and he, you know, facilitated really well. Get get ready, man. It's going to start next week. Next week when we're down in Arizona, start to get ready for the nitpicking of Michael Penix because yeah. it's going to begin. Didn't necessarily begin in full throat there at the senior bowl because he's still got to show off his arm. Somebody should turn on the tape of um, the Texas game. They probably should. If, yeah, I'd be curious if <laughs> just had a thought. I mean, you one. just might want to just put on the tape of the Texas game, and mm-hmm. I don't think you would call him undraftable. Correct. I think you might say, "Oh my gosh, this guy makes throws." Throw on the tape of some of the Oregon game. I don't know. There's a I lot know. of Michael Penix tape that yes, you might want to look at besides just that game. And I'm the you know in the glass house throwing stones based on my JJ McCarthy feeling. Yep. But. Um, yeah, I don't know. I still think yeah. Michael Pennis would be pretty darn good at the next level. All right. Uh, would we're you gonna... take him in the second? Yes. You don't have a second round pick, but right. yes, I would. If abs- you were, yeah, if you were to get a trade and yes. do all of that stuff, and Michael Penix is there, yes, I would feel very comfortable taking Michael Penix in the second. Because round. by the way, you're that's literally what the second round is for: guys yeah. with first round talent, but a question yep. mark about their health or something yep. like that. A lot so, of rumors yes. out there. A lot of rumors, by the way, that old Drew Locke's getting a lot of attention on this market. Oh, really? That maybe some of the reason they keep bringing Drew Locke's mm. name up is they know what this market is doing. Mm. His old OC that he had huge success with in Denver when he went five and one is a rookie rich gangarello is now the oc in las vegas great name keep an eye that, on that is that is one of those truly rich gangarello yeah, yeah that's rich a gangarello. that's a really good name uh-huh. rich gangarello <laughs> that's the kind of guy you want as your offensive coordinator uh we're gonna give you uh speaking of names some names that may not be that familiar to you or at very least you may know the name but nothing else about the player that's coming up in 20 minutes after everything you need to know next on brock and salt sales sports on 710 and the seattle sports app need to know 15 minutes past every hour with brock and salk here's what you need to know up first i really am excited just that baseball is back and it's just fun having the conversations and getting to know the team and seeing them together yesterday brock with their first team meeting and their first real team workout i love it i just love getting this whole group together and seeing what they're gonna have Mm -hmm. obviously um did you love that in school by the way like Did you love coming back yeah. every year and like, oh man, I can't wait to come back to school. I got my new school clothes, got my new Mervyn sweater, got my jeans, feeling pretty good. Look at the little penguin, the Mervyn's penguin. <laughs> um, you, no, I don't think they had any penguin. Pretty, no, that was the guy. The Merv, Mervyn's was the store, right? Kind of, but it was kind of Fanatics quality. What? Yeah, but yeah. they had the penguin. Whatever. I'm not going to argue about this with you. I'm going to simply tell you that Julio Rodriguez is still the man on this team and for all of the conversation we had all off season about what could have been, what they could have done differently, what they should have built, et cetera. If Julio had had a little bit better year last year, especially in September, we might mm-hmm. not be having any of these conversations. And that's not me talking. That's Julio talking. I had a lot of learning experience last year, but I'm grateful for it. You know, this, this that was my second year in the league where a lot of people say, oh, that's uh, the sophomore slump or whatever. I don't know how that how that's going to fit in like a lot of people's mind now, but... For me, that was a sophomore slump that I was grateful for, that I was able to learn, that I that I, that I know is going to help me out down the road in my career, and that's something that I'm not going to take for granted. 
And that's something that I will never forget. That it's always going to keep pushing me to keep getting better and never feel that way. Can it just level out a little bit? Mm-hmm. Can it just avoid some of the peaks and the valleys of the last couple of years? Right, the start of the of the rookie season was pretty rough, and then it was a pretty good build up all the way through. Last year was a pretty rough start, and then it was a mountaintop that very few in the history of the game have accomplished through his entire month of August. Followed by a bit of a valley there in September. Can it just as a superstar in year three now? Can it just sustain a little more consistency? And if so think the team would greatly benefit yeah i would agree with that the other thing we've not talked about nearly enough is not just the rotation but shannon brought up yesterday hey who was going to be the opening day starter in theory you've got some different contenders for the throne and i am here to tell you today that barring injury it will be luis castillo I'm not reporting that. That was not said by Scott Service. I'm just telling Scott you. Scott really loves when you ask him that question next week, I, too. I can see I his don't need face to. Don't need to. now. Don't need to ask him the question. It's going to be Luis Castillo for a few reasons. One, vets get that job unless there's a real reason not to give it to them. There's just, why would you upset the apple cart and take something away from him that he had last year? Secondly, he went to the DR, Scott did, just to hang out with Luis this offseason. I don't get the sense you'd do that unless he's going to be the opening Gosh, day I starter. Can't wait to talk fishing with Luis. And oh, by the way, Brock, Luis is still really, really good. Just ask the computer projections with Dan Samborski yesterday. They're deep there. They have a really good high end with Luis Castillo. He's probably the Zips' favorite to win the AL Cy Young. So that's that's a thing. Yeah, that's a thing, right? <laughs> we sure. barely even talked about the guy all off season. Oh, everyone's excited about all the other young pitchers. What do you do with Wu and what do you do with Miller and this and that? Yeah, they have the projected Cy Young Award winner, but let's just never mention him. Yeah, it's kind of a big thing. I mean, it's kind of your job to mention him. Mm. I do love him. (laughs) I do. I do love me some Luis. Here's the second thing you need to know. I don't know who loves someone more, me with Luis or or, uh, Brock with Ryan Grubb. Where do you think? Uh, Where are you at on Ryan Grubb? Uh, not close. Oh, please. I've never been on the pottery wheel. No, but not he, even close. he did wear the Husky <laughs> purple, which is really all it takes. In any event, he was on I don't on even y- have a song. <laughs> you don't? No. That's only because we haven't made one for you yet. Why don't okay. you start thinking about one? Why uh, don't you play a Ryan Grubb cut and shut your mouth? I thought we evolved into a different type of running team by the end of the season, So, which were ways to highlight the back that we had and the, and the alignment that we had, which we thought were athletic in the pin-pull world, coupled with you know some scheme where we could work on no-pull power. And so I think we, we do a great job being ready to run anything, honestly. And you got to get good at stuff too, right? You can't be an inch deep and a mile wide, of course, but... I think that our offense, you know, provides a lot of answers in the run. Just game. a little no pull power, bro. Yep. <laughs> I kind of want to do a, a little test because he dropped a, a bunch of terms yesterday, and I think I think you nail it, bro. I think I've trained you well. Some I say always too forget. Well. I forget the difference between the counter and the power and the uh-huh. trap. Like I forget yep. them all. That's I the know. problem. I know. I know. I wish I remember. But here's the deal: you don't go 14 and 0 into the national title game if you're one dimensional. Okay. I rattled this this stat off to you. Uh, I don't know last week or at some point with Ryan Grubb. We did a study on them. We had the Apple Cup late in the year, and over the second half of the season, they were a top 20 rushing team in America. They averaged <laughs> over five yards carry, and Dylan Johnson had over a thousand yards as he got healthier. Had he been healthy? Day number one, he probably runs for 1,500 yards last year on top of all the other passing game production. So he knows his run schemes. He's an O-line guy, and he knows it all starts right there. Love him. Here's the third thing you need to I know you love him. You've made that very clear. You do love him. Uh, College football playoff. 
Brock, big deal yesterday. The five plus seven format is here to stay. So that's exciting. And then I thought I would play you the sound. Kevin Durant, this this is is from Bleacher Report, Uh was asked if he would want to be a part of a Supersonics ownership group. Here's what he said. Without a doubt. That franchise, for one, is an iconic brand within the NBA. I feel like that market is a basketball market that needs the influence of the NBA team that so to continue to inspire that city and, and, and produce more and more basketball players. Because I believe that. I believe if the city has the NBA team, you will get more and more kids inspired to want to become NBA players as opposed to not having a team. And it's a franchise I play for, so I have some pride for it. So, and I believe it will be back. I believe it will be a part of expansion in the league to help run the team and help guide the team as they come back into the league i would absolutely love that and you know when i retire obviously i would that's a dream come true kevin durant i find to be a very compelling figure he's fascinating because he's not all one thing Mm -mm. (laughs) you get this sort like really smart introspective volatile thoughtful loyal to seattle and then you get the guy who's like creating fake twitter accounts to argue with trolls online like i can't put those two guys together by the way did you watch that video of that sound no Oh, that's what I find some of this so compelling and fascinating as well. All these podcasts, right? And and players generating their own Mm -hmm. stuff. He's like at a fire pit and his legs look like they're 42 feet long. (laughs) He's sitting there like in a chair around this like round fire pit with the other guy who's, you know, just a normal sized guy. Right. And then like Durant's, uh, you got to look at it during the break. Go look at it. It, it, Honest to God, it looks like Gumby. (laughs) He is so long. But you're absolutely right. He's fascinating. And there will be, I'll say this right now, there will be an NBA franchise. When the new TV deal, what are we, in 2024? When Mm -hmm. it's up in 2025, there will be two expansion cities, likely Vegas and Seattle. It is coming back. That arena is built for it. You listen to Liwicki. You listen to his brother. You listen to the ownership of the Kraken. They will be a part of it to some degree. And they will be playing NBA basketball here some point in the 2020s. All right, there you go. That is everything you need to know. Quarter past every hour here on the Brock and Salk Show. All right, we uh, devised a little game. This was Brock's idea yesterday that we devise a little get-to-know-your-Mariners game. Yeah, and this will be friendlier and happier than the last time because we used to do this oh, more than Justin with Howdy. And Salk dropped an F-bomb on the air. That's true. Yes, that oh, did wow. happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's the only I mean, time I've ever done that. Directed yes. at someone? Uh, no, it was more of an exclamation. Of, ah. Oh, you don't have to yeah. go back to your time with Howdy. We just did this with the new coaches in town. That's true. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, you guys but this competition between Howdy and Salk was vicious. <laughs> it was vile, and it led to the worst out. of Salk. So now we're going to get the best of him because he did so much homework. And I don't know. I tell you what, one of the people on my list that I'm going to try to uh, get you guys with and see uh-huh. if you can figure it out. One of the guys on my list. Looks like Tom Murphy and compares negatively to one of Brock's least favorite Mariners of all time. Oh, boy. That's next on Brock and Salk. This is Brock and Salk. Powered through the Alaska Airlines studio. Back in mornings from 6 to 10. On Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports app. I don't even get that. I don't get what this text means. Would Salk stand at the school doors and say, open, 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 open on the first day? Like, I just was so excited to get in there. I would just start open, 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 open. Okay. Maybe. What was your first day to school attire? I don't remember, man. I don't, I don't remember that stuff. Yeah. Really? I wouldn't think, I don't think I thought about it that much. You didn't? Yeah. The Slayer t-shirt. 
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Acid wash Some, jeans. Something along those You lines. had a big fro, right? You had the fro? That was not in high school. That was uh, only in middle school that I had right. a little fro. <laughs> All right. Are you guys ready? We uh, we divide, Brock devised the game, and uh, mm-hmm. we're going to see if we can get to know some of these Mariners, new Mariners, who you may not know that much about, but guys who are uh, fighting for uh, a, man. some relevancy here. I think all these that I sent to you, the all of them? What are we, three, six, nine, 12 of them, I yep. think all 12 of them are on the 40. I know they are. They're all on the 40, man. All right. So that's that was where I started. I was like, golly, you know, we're going to be down there next week. I'd like to kind of know. Who Probably these guys should are. start, yeah, studying some face shots. Yeah, uh, yeah so you don't go so say hi yeah, to somebody else. All, yeah, of, all of mine, I gave a little bit of uh, a little bit of visual information on. So, oh, nice. trying to help you out along those okay. lines. Are you guys ready? Should we should we play? Who was the ones? Are you were the one? I have the one. So you want you me to go first? You getting to know all about you. And we figured that's not Julie Andrews somehow. It's so weird. It, <laughs> it really seems like it should be Julie Andrews. <laughs> Seems like it should be. Okay. All right. I have a red beard and look a little bit like Mike Salk's across the street neighbor with it. Oh, that's helpful. You guys don't know him, that's but really still. Yeah. I have a red beard. Oh, like a Like a big red beard? No, but it no? appears reddish in the pictures. Okay. It might be brown, but it's bordering on red. Okay. I had Tommy John surgery before my pro debut. Ooh. That's a theme, by the way, in a lot of these guys. It's amazing how many guys have had Tommy John surgery. Uh, yes. Any guesses yet? Well, as soon as you said red beard, I thought Brian O'Keefe, but he's not. He's gone. No, right? no, Brian O'Keefe. He's, he's not here. I was a third round pick of the Mariners in 2019. What? Yes. Third round to the Mariners? Yep. Nothing? Nobody? All right. Are we talking Levi Stout? Ooh. Oh. I hated my time in Cincinnati. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. And even Whoa. said the organization there lacked direction and focus. Red beard. Oh. It wow. looks red. You have to look up the images. Maybe it's brown, but it sure looked red to me. Size? Can you give me size? I didn't get the size on him. You didn't get the size? Not on him. I got him on some others. But Seriously? not on him. A blue jeans I, beer? Uh, is this allowed? So, I like, I that was my guess. But then I Googled him to check his beard color because you get Yeah, what do you think? Is that okay? Would you call it red? I checked yeah, my answer totally first. Yeah, I think that's totally allowed. Fine. I also wouldn't really call that a beard. I don't know. I was thinking beard beard. Like I mean, Brian O'Keefe. He's, got, he's not yeah. clean shaven. Is it like your face? Like your beard? <laughs> yeah. A little, maybe a little more. Okay. Yeah. It is Levi Stout. Though, Levi right? Stout. Yep. Way to go, more. All right, who's DJ up? Sergio. Yeah. I'm up. Okay. I'm a two. And I'm going to turn 32 in June. No spring chicken here. 32 this June. I was a fifth rounder back in the 2013 draft. This is pretty cool, by the way. I'm going to get to tell my kids and grandkids about this because I don't know if this record will ever be broken. I played on the winningest minor league team in the history of minor league baseball. We went 48, 49 and 9 in the rookie Gulf Coast Lake, 49 and nine, an 845 winning percentage. I once threw 157 innings as a projected starter at AAA Syracuse. And I was actually born in the same hospital as the three Heward kids out of Redmond, Washington. <laughs> I'm sure that's what? on his bio. Wow. <laughs> I was a Kentwood Conqueror and I was a University of Washington Husky. I made eight starts and won a World Series with the Nationals in 2019. Mm. 
cleaned off waivers by the Orioles, so I've eaten a lot of blue crab in my life in 2022. Battled elbow issues the last twenty, last two I, years. I know this. Oh, one. yeah. This is my last name rhymes with sloth. <laughs> this is Austin Bob. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yep. Good one. Austin, I didn't realize such a local kid. Yeah. You had said that a few different times, but I didn't know how local. I didn't know if this was like Pasco, Spokane local. This is Kentwood Conqueror. This oh, yeah. is like the Big rival time. of Sea Rodge, Kentridge Charger. Yeah. So right. there you go. Let's Austin pick up the, let's pick up the pace a little bit here. Justin, we, who you got? We, we don't have to. I enjoy this game. <laughs> Ten more. All right. Uh, I'm 28 years old, six foot four, 200 pounds. Oh, thank you. Out of Nashville. Drafted by the Royals in 2018. Pick number 360 out of Vanderbilt. Stayed, oh, stayed in my Vanderbilt. hometown. Yeah. Okay. Majored in psychology. Married my high school sweetheart. Hmm. That was nice. Threw a perfect game. Goes up a notch in Brock's book. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I got another one for Brock. I think I know who this is. He's got a golden retriever named Jax. Uh, that doesn't help, but I think I know who this is. <laughs> this one's for Brock, too. Also loves the Florida Georgia line. And won his MLB debut on April 9th of 2022. Hmm. Well, this is a pitcher. Yeah, can this I weigh is, in on this? Uh, he's got a Proverbs yeah, 423 go tattooed on the he's one. He's got a Proverbs four- This is Colin Snyder. Yeah, I only knew that because I knew he came from the Royals. Like because Kyle Snyder was also a Royals. Colin draft pick, Snyder. So. Yeah, Colin Snyder. Golden Retriever. We got another dog in the reliever or starter. He was a starter. He won his yes. first start. <laughs> I think the answer. But there. I think it's kind of everything. He's yeah. an arm. He's a Vanderbilt guy, though, huh? Did yep. not realize mm-hmm. that. See, these are all beneficial. All beneficial. Okay, Mora. Salk wants us to speed up. All right, we're going with. I am right. Okay. Yep. I'm. 5'11", 205 pounds, <laughs> drafted in the 12th round in 2015 by the White Sox. Uh, mm-hmm. I go by my middle name or a variation of it. Mm-hmm. My first name is actually Bernardo. Bernardo? 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 Yes. Okay. Um, I'm from Fort Hood, Texas, but attended high school in California. MLB Hall of Famer Tony Gwynn was my manager in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, I majored in criminal justice and wanted to be an FBI agent if I didn't play baseball. Okay. And became the first player in MLB history to hit three career home runs in the same game for my first three home runs. Okay. Interesting. So my first three home runs in MLB were all in one game. Wow. Whoa. Okay. That was in July of 2021 with the White Sox. With the White Sox. Yeah, I think I got this Catcher. Yes. I have yeah. no idea. Yeah. Sebi Zavala. Yes. Yeah. Oh, 2015 is when he was drafted. He's been around so a, while, yep. a little while. His name is Bernardo Sebastian Zavala. Oh, he goes Sebi. by Sebi for Sebastian. Oh. Cool. All right. That's good info. Oh. Nice. I like okay. that. Okay. All right. You feel nice like job. you're kind of getting to know these people I better? feel like I'm getting <laughs> to know them. <laughs> Me too. And all about them. Great. <laughs> all right. I was a seventh round pick out of Lake Erie College, and I look a little bit facially like Tom Murphy. I love how you did these physical decisions. Well, I wanted to help Brock. I knew this was important. Thanks. Uh, well, Brock already confused someone for Tom Murphy last year. So. When you look at my war projections for the upcoming year, the various projection models see me as a 0.6 to 1.2 wins above replacement player. Hmm. Hmm. Last year, this is good news. I was in the 77th percentile in exit velocity and in the 84th percentile in barrel percentage. It is good news. But 
I also had a worse whiff rate than Teoscar Hernandez. Oh, no, 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 no. And the no, no, same no, no, strikeout no, no, rate no, 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 as Jared Kelnick. Is this Rayleigh? Oh. I am Luke Rayleigh. Oh. I was going to wait for his age. you say how old he was? I didn't. Okay. Traded during my we, honeymoon, by the way. We looked at it. He's oh. going to be 30. He's not that young. He's going to be 30. I didn't realize he struck out that much. <laughs> I didn't realize that. <laughs> That's some good exit velo. That's some nice barrel percentage. He was in the first percentile of whiff rate mm. in baseball last year. Mm. So worth noting. Okay. Athletic. Fun. My middle name is Alexander after Alexander the Great. Actually, I don't know if that's true. I made that up. I have great lettuce. I mean, terrific lettuce. Mm. I share the same first name as the young man that my Macy is talking to over there in Montana, though spelled differently. Yeah. That's helpful. Yeah, thanks. For those of, for those of you who know who Macy's dating. I think yeah. I remember this. In three MLB seasons, I have a career ERA over nine. Same alma mater as Jed Fish. And I actually closed out the 2017 College World mm, Series national champ. I'm a Carolina I, yep. boy through and through. Yep. I was the 33rd overall pick in 2018 by those Royals. Mm-hmm. In my first Major League Baseball start <laughs> as a Royal, I threw more wild pitches than I got outs. That would be three wild pitches to only two outs. <laughs> I was traded to the Braves only to be traded shortly thereafter to these Mariners this, this offseason. Six foot five, two hundred pounds, lean, mean, pain. One. I am Jackson Kawar. Absolutely. I remember. I remember the Jackson boyfriend comment. Oh, interesting. Yeah, J A X O N. Yeah. I, I knew this because I actually did the research on him last night, thinking that I was supposed the wrong to guy. do Jackson yeah. Kawar. <laughs> Cheater. I didn't mean to. It was an accident. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Uh, it's like I'm, Jimmy Garoppolo. I didn't mean to take Jimmy the PEDs. Right. I'm 5'10", 202 pounds. I signed with the San Diego Padres. 5'10", 202? 5'10", 202. Okay. I signed with the Padres yep. in 2013. What are you right now, Salky? Yep. Yep. <laughs> also 5'10". My older brother is also a big leaguer, and I have a French bulldog Oh. named Mila. Mila? Mila. Mila? Get her together, maybe with Gertie, see if they can be friends. 5'10", 202. 5'10", 202. Yeah. yeah. In 2023, I became the first pl- player since the 1940 season. To hit a grand slam in back-to-back games for the team I was playing for. Oh, I think I know. Get out of here. I'm from Magdalena de Quino, Mexico. Okay. Ah. That helps. Yeah. And I have one minor league option remaining. Really? But have played each infield position nearly equally. I did not know that shoulder inflammation was 5'10". What did you say? (laughs) 202. Yeah. Yep. That's thick boy. Yep. (laughs) I thought you guys would really like the uh, French Bulldog. That's Luis Urias. Oh, I'm that excited to uh, get to ask him about his Frenchie. Mm. What do they call when they're like almost all dark black? Brindle. Brindle. Yeah, Brindle, Brindle Frenchie. Brindle Frenchie. Oh, cute. They yeah. have pictures? On his Instagram, he does. Oh. What? And you didn't want to print those out? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, like, if you're going to do the work, Justin, at least, like, pay it off. I mean, the least he can do is make some Instagram reels. Yeah, you. come on. So it's going to be talking serious. him into starting an Instagram what account was that for his Frenchie. What was the one about Grand Slams? What did he do? He was uh, for the Red Sox. He hit a Grand Slam in back-to-back games. First time since 1940 that happened with the Red Sox. Wow. Yeah, and his older brother is an infielder for the Orioles. Bill Miller hit uh, Grand Slams two-in-one game for the Red Sox Mm. in 2003. Thanks for nothing. One from the right side of the plate, one from the left side of the plate, and he added a two-run home run in that game. Jeez. Pretty good day. What a day. It's a pretty good day. All right, Maura. All right. Okay. Okay. I am just... 5'10", 
160 pounds. Whoa. Ooh. 25 years old yeah. from Corona, California. Yeah. Some of the teams I've played for in the minors. No, I just know who oh. this is. Some of the teams I've played for in the minors include the Valley Scrapers, the Lug Nuts, the Fisher Cats, <laughs> and the Storm Chasers. Mm. Whoa. I was drafted in the 10th round by the Guardians in 2016. Made my MLB debut last year. Had my first MLB hit, and it was a walk-off winner against the Angels that ended a 10-game losing streak mm. for my team. Mm. Mm. Uh, didn't really keep that going, posting a 193, 254, 263 slash line and 64 yeah. plate appearances. But, speed but I can speed, run. Speed yep. ranked speed. in the 91st percentile. I can run. I, yeah, I know who this is. Yep. Go ahead. I am Samad Taylor. Samad Taylor. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Speedster. He's Played for home. the Royals last year yep. in 64 yeah. plate appearances. Yep. Okay. Okay. I got one left here. We each have one left. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I'm a 24-year-old. With long curly hair, real like you're gonna love like Penn Murphy curly. Um, different, but uh, it's awesome. Okay, yeah, and, th- and some pictures appears dyed, which is kind of fun too. Ooh. I averaged ninety nine point four miles an hour on my four seamer last year, ninety eight miles an hour on my cutter, so I can throw hard. Mm-hmm. I also had a whip of nearly two last year. Mm. Just not where you want your whip to be. That's two walks and hits per innings pitch. Mm. I came up with Cleveland, and I once pitched Brock in Mahoning Valley. No. They haven't even started their season. <laughs> I missed all of 2021 with Tommy John TJ. surgery. Wow. Who am I? Is this our new flamethrower? Santos? It's not no, Gregory Santos no. or uh-huh. Jonathan, depending on who no. you believe. He does not wear the uh, bikini underwear like Vargas, the other Vargas. That's right. What? Yeah. 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 Jason Vargas, big bikini underwear guy. Big bikini underwear. Very strange. <laughs> awkward. Yeah, awkward. Super yeah. awkward. Carlos Vargas, though, 24 year old with some great lettuce. You're going to love the hair. Not related to Jason. Up. No. Not related. To Very Jason different game. Wow. You know what I learned during sweet. my oh. study? That COVID year screwed with the development of a lot of these guys. Yeah, no man. kidding. It really did. Yeah. It really, really did. Okay, my last one. Here we go. I share a middle name with Kansas City Chief running back, Pacheco. <laughs> share a middle name? Yeah. That's okay. one of his middle names. He's got two middle names, this guy. It's amazing. Okay. I had career highs in both barrel rate and hard hit rate in 2023. You want to drop some numbers hmm. from baseball savant yeah. like you did earlier with Luke Rayleigh. This dude had career highs in both barrel rate and hard hit rate, hard hit rate a season ago. Okay. This is pretty crazy, man. Right here. The Mariners are my second professional team after playing nearly 15 years in nearly 1,500 oh. games in one other uniform. I got shortstop, second base, and third base on my resume. I hit for the cycle, and I've been an all-star. Switch hitter that will turn 31 this summer, and I was yours truly's favorite off-season move. Oh, wow. You were your own favorite off-season move? <laughs> sure was. Wow, impressive. <laughs> I How am... bold of you, Jorge Polanco. Oh, yes. Oh, Mora coming in hot. <laughs> Jorge Polanco. That's a good one. 15 years. 
He must have been drafted like at 16, been in the Twins organization forever. It can be a little bit of a... What's this his, isn't one of these guys that's bounced around a lot of different places. What's his middle name, and how do you know it's also Isaiah Pacheco's middle yeah, name? Yeah. I said it just his middle name is the surname, so he oh, shares a name I thought Pacheco. You were, I thought you were saying no, he and Isaiah Pacheco both had the same nah, middle name. That's what I heard, no. too. And I was like, why do you know Isaiah I Pacheco's middle, middle name? name with the last name. Ah, ah that makes more sense. Okay. Pacheco. Very cool. Uh-huh. All right, my last one. I'm six foot three, 215 pounds, of Costa Mesa, California. Drafted by the San Diego Padres in 2017, second round. Foregoing my commitment to play college baseball at Pepperdine. Mm. Wow. I split the 21, 2021 season between two of the better team names in minor league baseball, the Bowling Green Hot Rods and the Montgomery Biscuits. Mm. I am now <laughs> the Mariners' number 27 prospect. And I have zero social media presence. So that's pretty much it. It's a tough one. Okay. Top 30 prospect, at least. That's all we got? It's tough. You might How have to tell us. How big did you say? 6'3", 215. I'm a catcher. Wow. Catcher? I don't, I don't know any catchers on the team other than Mitch Garver, Cal Raleigh, and Sebi Zavala. We give up, Justin. Blake Hunt. Never heard of him. Wow. Who's Blake Hunt? Hunt. He just told you who he is. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> Listen. 25 years old. Okay. Who was he drafted by? Where number 77. Where did he come from? Padres. Oh, the Padres. Yeah. Huh. Cool. When, when did they acquire him? When did they acquire yeah, him? Yeah, I don't even remember that happening. Drafted by the Padres in 2017, second round. When did the Mariners acquire him? When did the Mariners acquire, acquire him? Oh, I don't care when the Padres got him. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, You know what? I don't remember this. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Hang on. I will tell you, though. Okay. Thanks. All right, Maura, finish right, the strong. Guy. I think I think you guys will be able to get this one. Uh, I'm 6'2", 190 pounds. There's only one left. <laughs> From San Cristobal, Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. My middle name is Omar. Omar. 24 years old. Fangraphs wrote this about me ahead of my MLB debut. If a college arm were to come out of the gate with stuff as good as he showed during 2020 Instructional League, they'd be the early season favorite to go first in the draft. Wow. Uh, according 24. to Baseball Savant, Mm-hmm. I ranked in the 98th percentile percentile in average fastball velocity, 98.8 miles per hour, and 100th mm. percentile in bar- barrel rate, mm-hmm. 1.5% in 2023. Whoa. Whoa. Did you say 1.5% of the time hitters are getting the barrel on his pitch? What is that? 100th percentile in barrel rate, yeah. 1.5%. Yeah. Monsters. Yeah. So He's out of missing it, barrels, 98.5% of the time. Yes. Pretty good. I know so if he throws homework. 50 pitches, one of them, right, gets yes, <laughs> gets barreled up. And also, I have two kids, a boy and a girl named Gruly and Griley. Gruly and Griley. I think I can. It's G R E U L Y and G R E I L Y. Sounds right. Gruly and Griley. I like it. You did your homework on this guy too, didn't you? I so? must be Jonathan Santos. <laughs> That's what Brock put on our sheet. <laughs> Gregory Omar Santos. I love it. I like the G R in front of the names. Gruley, yeah. Crowley, Gregory. That's fun. Do you feel like you know the Mariners now? I do. I feel a whole lot better. I can't wait to look at I beards. mean, now that we know who's got good hair, I feel can't like we really, really know this team. Uh-huh. Yeah, inside and out. Uh, what, what did you find out about Blake Hunt? <laughs> uh, Tampa Bay Rays traded him to the Mariners for another catcher. Tatum Levins. Remember they had him for just like a hot second? Nope. nope. Traded catcher. Don't remember Don't that remember either. That November. <laughs> what? Yeah. Blake what? Blake Hunt. Okay. Blake Hunt. Was, came to the Mariners from the Rays. And Dorsey Levins? Or Tatum Levins. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that was Tatum. Dorsey Levins. You remember him, Brock? 
Oh, yeah. Good little running back. He was a good little running back. He was a good little running back. Played on that uh, championship team in 96. Yes, he did. Super Bowl. All right. Packers. Yes, sir. Well, that was a good exercise. I do feel better about heading down there next week. Do you? I do. I am. I have to look at a lot of headshots, though. Yeah. Because, you know, one of the things I love to do when we're at the picnic table is, you know, when they come walking in, just say, what's Start up? shouting at guys. Whether what's you up, know them or not. <laughs> How you doing, Luis? Yeah. You know, all of them and get that really awkward. Wow. You're a wackadoo. They have that. Yeah, that's a that's the norm. My favorite was Brock and I sitting uh, behind the dugout during a spring training game. And he's just oh, yeah. yapping at service. And- sure am. <laughs> Scott annoyed at you. <laughs> he actually turned around and talked to him. him. Talk to hey, Scott, Brock, would you, you please Scott, shut up? Scott, what do you think? A little hit and run here? I'm thinking don't a hit and run. Do no, whatever you do, don't Scott, ask Scott to hit and run. Scott, a little, little suicide squeeze right here, Scott. I, you I, hey, Brant. Hey, Brant. You talking to Scott at all here during this thing? I can't tell you the story on the air. I'll tell you off the air, but I got a funny story about Scott's service and the hit and run. Okay. Um, we got one more hour to go, Brock. Yes. Uh, we got a little bit more Mariners to discuss. And I got another cut that I want to play you and see your reaction to. So stick around. We got a whole lot more to come. It's Brock and Salk. Seattle Sports on 710, seattlesports.com.